Blog Talk Radio. joining us pretty soon, and if not tonight, you know, tomorrow, whenever, I will, uh, <laughs> I'll be glad to tell you that this familiar voice, it might be doing a two-parter episode just just because, folks, it's Wrestle Radio, and we tend to do things off the rails, uncensored. Well, she's a humorist, so last night got wind that AEW was doing things on Wednesdays. Now, if I don't have a familiar voice right here right now, folks, I can do this show solo. That's fine by me because I can run the show. <clears throat> I just want to pause, folks, for just a second, 10 seconds for station identification. Right here on Wrestle Radio Network. GPS, 
some form of navigation to get us to what the fuck main roster is trying to portray. We don't know a few things like why Nikki Cross is being a lackey to Alexa Bliss, why certain things are the way they are regarding Monday Night Raw. Was it a total work between Seth Rollins and Brock Lesnar? We don't know. A lot of people were fooled by what went on. I don't want to say that. But when Seth Rollins is clutching his throat and saying, well, not saying, but you can hear him wheezing, trying to catch his breath, and Lesnar picks him up and drops him on his freaking stern, you know, chest first. And he's obviously not okay because he's coughing up blood. He's given the universal sign to quit. Not just that, folks. Uh, the tag team match last night. I must say, folks, it's confusing when you have a tag team doing the best they can, and it only took three and a half years. Three and a half years, folks, for the club to finally regain, you know, tag team gold. Sometimes it takes patience. Sometimes it really just takes persistence. Sometimes it takes knowing when to fall in line and do the best you can for your company and being loyal. I don't know. But I do know that, you know, some people are saying it's too little too late. But it is what it is. And it's not just the tag team division. You know, the Russo's, yes. We all fuck up and have DUIs, right? So people are going to say, well, you, you, you know, you're, per- you're not perfect. I know, I'm not. <clears throat> but they participated, you know, in a few matches they can't. $1,000 fine. Or Jay Uso or Jonathan, whatever. I'm not going to go by a fucking non-gimmick name. Because that's not the type of guy I am. I just want to say, you know, without the Uso's contributions to the tag team division, you basically would be at a loss. And why we need a GPS, let me get back on track here. Why do the fans that still watch WWE need a GPS for the product that is main roster. It's because every time that we are given something like, okay, the gauntlet match, at least it wasn't overbearing. And at least it wasn't way too long in length. Cause son of a bitch, if I'm trying to, you know, piece together why they had a gauntlet match featuring Ray Mysterio, Cesaro, Ray Mysterio, you know, Andrade Cien Almas, you want the best for your fans, but you also want to project something that people are going to fucking remember and not soon forget. And they did a decent job. You know, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't bad. But <clears throat> there's a reason why I say that main roster needs a stinking GPS. Because what direction are you fucking trying to point us in? North, south, east, west, give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. You give a fuck. What what sole purpose are you trying to project or what give, rather, to fans? Are you trying to say, 
you guys are dumb, so you won't get it. So is that why you made Lesnar and uh, Uber heel? Is that why you constantly give Seth Rollins opportunities? We don't know. And we don't know as fans. And you know what? We will never know. So <laughs> the beauty of professional wrestling is not knowing what's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, it was a glimpse of the Attitude Era with, you know, chaos ensuing, you know, Cedric Alexander at the end coming off the top of the Tron to land on McIntyre and whomever the fuck came out of the back. It just seemed to me that Raw was all over the place. Like, it normally, you know, is any show going to be perfect? No. Are we all going to have those days where we don't get what we're doing at work? Sure. But this is the, you know, on the professional level of, all right, you know, we're going to present a show, Monday Night Raw, here it is, here's a cluster fuck and a half. No, some of it was actually pretty decent, you know, I'm not going to lie. But I'm getting kind of, I'm, I'm kind of wondering, so you just put us all through a gauntlet match to see a guy that we have already know is going to be the end result to face AJ Styles. But, you know, hey, it was a tasteful way of doing things by adding suspense or the suspended disbelief as we like to say we've heard this all before right it's kind of a recap of yesterday a regurgitated version that I did not gather from the toilet no it's a regurgitated version because it's what we like to call as podcasters a recap now okay Bray Wyatt versus Finn Balor the man not Finn Balor Demon King is going to take time off to spend time with his new wifey Go fucking figure, right? Yes, people read. There's no more. There's no such thing as kayfabe, right? What What exactly is that word? And why does Monday Night Raw need a fucking GPS? I'll tell you why. You gotta give fans some direction because if you constantly give them stale matches like gauntlet matches, triple threats, triple threat had good pace to it. I just think the fans in Arkansas were not that into it. <clears throat> so, here's the deal, folks. IGN, you know, saw something that I'm familiar with in WWE, and that's tarped off sections of seats. Because you don't give your fans direction. Who are we supposed to be cheering for? Who are we supposed to be booing? We know that. That's not the numero uno issue. There are tons of issues on Monday Night Raw. You want specifics. Instead of being three hours long, we set it a lot, shorten it. Instead of having vignettes, you know, beforehand... This is how you get out of the disarmor. Come on. We all know Becky was going to come out of the uh, woodwork to get it in Italia. Not only the vignettes need to fucking quit. Like, earlier today, it's like, this is not CNN news. This is not a news report. This is professional wrestling. So, in other words, give your fans a sense of direction, meaning at least give us a general idea of what you're trying to portray to us. You know, what message are you trying to send other than Lesnar is king and we all, you know, are his peasants and we must serve him because 
he can do one suplex and one suplex alone. I'm sorry, I'm taking jabs early, folks. It's kind of been a shimmy sham of a day, if you will. So, <clears throat> with 47 minutes left, what's up, UK? What's up, US of A? What's up, Mexico, Latvia, Indonesia, Australia, Italy, Tokyo? All of you who listen to my show, thank you so much. Norway, Ireland, I love you. Thank you all for listening to my craziness. Yes, there will be a new co-host, believe it or not. Um, for those of you who asked me on Instagram, who I didn't even mention. So, yes, Granny Hulkster will be still on the show. And I will procure. Actually, he just messaged me now. It is a familiar face, folks, or a familiar voice, because you can't really see <coughs> online who this fluff ball is. <coughs> but trust me, it is a familiar, familiar voice. It's not a total replacement full time. But, you know, I believe, and I say this nicely. Lateness is his thing simply because you crack the whip, watch. And some people, you know, they get the joke. They will get the joke. And he will say my name over and over again like Beetlejuice because why? I just keep popping up, folks, no matter if you want to hear me or if you do. So, to continue the charade, actually, to continue the show, that's a better fucking way of putting this shit. Alright. <clears throat> I'll say it before and I'll say it again. You need a GPS to get where in the fuck WWE is going with their show. I was just, I laugh, I cry, not for a good reason, but I cry because it's like, what? Are we watching? It was like, what the fuck did I just watch? We're supposed to have a, a summit of sorts. What summit? Where? I, I want to figure that out real quick, folks. They were supposed to have a Samoan summit with Samoa Joe and Roman Reigns. I find it amusing and also alluring that that summit didn't even take place. But yet, on the offhand chance that Roman Reigns throws steel steps at Samoa Joe, I'm just like, so pick up some stairs and throw it at people. Yes. That's not the message they were trying to send, folks. I mean, it turned out into an all-out brawl. I don't have an issue with that. What I do have an issue with Is the fact that We don't Like I said Are you trying to create a show Complete chaos Because if so I welcome it with open arms But the only problem is You need to make up your minds Whether you want to give fans A depth of buying experience Or If you want (laughs) If you want You can give us the show That you gave us from 1999 Further you know, further the Attitude Era experience, which was nonstop violence, 
women getting beat on by men, you know, gimmick-wise, women showing off their boobies, I mean, that's not a problem, is it? Because they'll be going to Fox, and we all know how reliable Fox can be for shows. I mean, it can be like Firefly and be gone in an instant, or, or, folks, it can be very rewarding and you can have Kyle XY for a good year and a half, two years until the actor comes out of the closet and says, by the way, folks, I'm gay. And you can have bombshells being dropped. You can have rating givers, which is basically the Tron collapsing because of Bobby Lashley and Braun Strowman. You can have, like I said, Samoa Joe getting steel steps thrown at him by Roman Reigns. You can have Natalia attacking Becky Lynch and finally letting loose on promos. I'm just saying, folks, it is what it is, okay, based on what happened on Monday. I'm beginning to get confused <clears throat> and not in a bad way. I'm confused. Are you going ultraviolet and keeping it PG at the same time? Because you did have a rap battle at the reunion show, which was, you know, cool. I'm all for it. Because three days later, Jey Uso gets arrested. Womp, womp, womp. When John Cena says, boy, you know, I recognize you two. You two look exactly like your mug shots. And then three days later, by the grace of God, mister, I will never do it again. You have my word on it. One ooze. Like, on the real, man, you just is, you just like the Samoan versions of the Hardy Boys. I've been saying that for three years straight. And I'm waiting on this co-host, like I say. I don't know what's wrong with him. He's a little, uh, yeah. He's a little just, you know, late, if you will, but it's okay. He's got Denny's breakfast on the mind, particularly, you know, oh, I don't know, the sausage special. It's because, you know, he said in particular, he said this, folks, and I'm not shitting you. According to a source named Joseph and a few Michael, you know, he said, well, I could have the uh, skillet, but I only want the sausage. I I had to, you know, procure that information for you all. I, it's uh, one thing that he's never strayed away from, but I just, that's just him, you know. He prefers the meat, you know, and just, he's discriminatory. He's breakfast discriminatory, folks. I get off track here because I don't really want to recap Raw entirely. I just want to go over some things with you. It's kind of like class, you know, which is starting soon, which in my case, I it's a good thing because I like doing things with less people and the more the kids are at school, then that means they'll be away from the movie theaters and the malls. Anyways, I digress. So, here's the story. <clears throat> Never 
have I ever been so happy that Monday Night Raw is going in the direction that it's going in? Because here's the following information that I'm going to relay to you all. Monday Night Raw is the longest weekly episodic running TV show in history. 23 years? Oh, well, I beg to differ because <laughs> there's the and then there's The Simpsons, which, you know, is a little, is a shade under, you know, what WWE has done as a whole. But <laughs> I'm just going to say this right in particular before Off the Rails Uncensored Tuesday edition. Oh, there's nine minutes left. Somebody said five minutes that he would be on the show. But, okay, folks, I'm just going to parlay this information to you. Take a sec break. If you would like to join the WWE Network, you can join it by going to WWE.com, clicking under the icon that says WWE Network. You can get your preloaded cards at the following locations or stores, retail stores. You can get it at Target, CVS, your local FYEs, Dollar Generals, Best Buys, and 7-Eleven. And if you don't like doing that, you can have a valid debit card or credit card upon hand. Please do not change it. Although, knowing my luck, I'm not going to jinx myself, although it's inevitable. Use your valid username and password. You can get your first month free. After that, you will be charged $9.99. It's cheaper than NFL Network, MLB, and NBA Network combined. Now that that advertisement out of the way. <clears throat> As I cough up my lungs. Well... Angel Fishes. You look at what WWE has done in the 26 years that it has been in existence, and you say to yourself, self, what in the fuck is WWE doing? How and why and why are they doing this? And what in particular reason are they doing it? I couldn't tell you folks. Look, as Granny Hulkster and myself say on many occasions, it's a show. They're there to entertain us, and that's that. All right? So, if you have any questions, please go to Wrestle underscore Radio. And, you know, follow us at Instagram. We're gaining a little bit of followers. So, while I wait on my co-host to join me, which is probably going to be right as Off the Rails Uncensored goes on air, you're more than welcome to join in, fella. Or make me talk on dead air. That's fine. <coughs> it's not like I'm missing out on anything. Um... In particular, that is, for WWE. But AEW is on the horizon, folks. October 2nd is when they will debut on TNT. Their next pay-per-view in August is going to be in Chicago. It's already sold out. It's been sold out for months. And it's amazing. It's not mainstream wrestling, but they are gaining a lot of attention. But I think, I don't know if someone's conflicted about Jerry Lawler being on tonight's episode of SmackDown Live. I know I'm not. But I will say this. I 
I never once in a million years thought that JR and King would be apart, but it's the way it is for AEW. But it's not about the announcers. Never has been. But JR is a pretty damn good voice, much like Mauro Ranello is a damn good voice for NXT. Do they have mad respect for one another? Yes. But AEW brings about competition. Competition drives others nuts, or it makes you produce a better product, which is what you're seeing right now for WWE for the time being. SummerSlam sold out in Toronto. you damn right, because it's on foreign soil. is not the only reason. It's that these, for the first time ever, yeah, in Toronto, a sold-out crowd for SummerSlam. And Natalia is going for the Raw Women's Championship. She's definitely going to be victorious. And if not, I don't know what route they're going. And I don't really. I just want to see the show. I want to report it to you all. I will read, you know, card for card, word for word, how it's going to be, how it's going to end up. But folks, it's about that time where if you have small children, put earmuffs on them because this show contains explicit language for adults. This is. Mature TV 14. No, 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 fuck that. It's rated R. It's not rated X because you really can't fucking see me naked over the air. All right? So. I just want to point out, folks, that this show has been copyrighted since the year 2016. Any further use of the phrase coined phrase off the rails and censored you will be sued and brought to court also i realize that the trademarks of wwe are not owned by me either therefore nikki cross's glasgow cross cfo jim johnson 2016 incorporated 2019 incorporated is owned by world wrestling entertainment i do i brian rails do not own the rights to the usage of said song I Ms. Fitz Hit my fucking music. Like I said, 
and it's not bad, it's not good, it's just, I don't know, folks, how it's going to work out, AEW versus WWE's NXT on Wednesday, they could have, on their own cable television, you know, you have to be on the network, and there's a lot of people that already canceled their subscription. And on top of that, <laughs> oh goodness, you know, attendance they say is everything. All right, well, I'm sorry, folks. I tend to get sidetracked. That's just. But like I was saying, you've got a lot of good things going in AEW. You've got a lot of things going in NXT. And I will address a little tidbit here or there about what's going on in social media. Something new good old Mr. Rails is trying out. Donovan Dykojevic asked Taz if he could use a submission maneuver. Um, <clears throat> if you are six foot five, and you don't go over with the coaches in NXT or the trainers, but what it is that you want to do is a finish. It doesn't make you a bad guy. But to ask somebody on social media like an idiot, can we, can I, most likely, because uh, so, can I use your Taz mission and come up with a different name for it? Bro. You are six foot five, six foot six. You are a huge motherfucker. Why would you want to take a guy and choke him out? That makes you look fucking weak. In a sense that you are asking him through DMs, cool. But now the whole fucking world sees your tweets because you're from WWE NXT. That makes you look like you don't have a clue as to what you are doing. Now, granted, you know better. I'm not condemning you, dude. It's just next time, don't ask what most people starting out are. And speaking of familiar voices, ladies and gentlemen, please, by all means, welcome to the show, JR or Jake Ryan, if you will, a good friend of mine uh, who is returning to Wrestle Radio Network. And, uh, Welcome home, my friend. Hello, sire. Well, hello. How are you doing? We are doing amazing. I just was discussing with the folks about AEW, you know, NXT, and also uh, what Donovan Dykojevic asked has and why it's not a great idea to ask a fellow wrestler, can I use your move? Because I know you're not working anymore. Like, dude, really? Jeez. Uh, There's a lot of stuff so, that comes on. So, yeah. so on the Taz part, I'm actually, I'm actually, see what's interesting. Um, I listened to a couple of other podcasts. Like, for example, I listened to the ENC Pot of Awesomeness. And, uh, like, for example, uh, Roman Reigns actually asked Edge to see if he can use his move. And Edge actually was okay with it. So, but, but also, to think too. But Roman Reigns didn't actually ask over Twitter. He actually asked it in person. So, so, say, like, so, much- so Donovan Dijak. So, so what I would have done, I wouldn't have 
put it over Twitterverse, I would have actually like sent him a direct message. In private. That's what I, you know, <clears throat> no, it's what I just said. It's like you can't you can't be doing stuff on social media that makes you look like a fool instead of him coming to Taz like a man or flying to New York and saying, Hey, I know you're super busy, but can I ask you a question? Can I use your finish? Because in the world of professional wrestling, it is rude to act like a fucking fanboy and saying, hey, can I use your move? This isn't just something that you can pick up and say, hey, Taz, uh, by the way, you know, I'm going to use your finish. Like, what the flying fuck, man? Keith Lee, I'll use him as an example. He uses high-flying maneuvers, and he's a big guy. But um, but things with Keith Lee, with Keith Lee though, with him being a bigger guy, he necessarily doesn't really have to ask, like uh, like what what moves like he can use because a lot of high flyer wrestlers actually use actually use high flying moves anyway. But for him being a big guy, it doesn't doesn't it, really it makes fly sense. Up. Well, yeah, what I'm saying is, like, big guys like the Big Show, you don't see Big Show using a fucking choke-out submission unless he feels threatened. Like, if he was against Braun Strowman, for example, like, if they're the same height, then yes, it makes sense to do a submission maneuver. But for him, the principle of the matter is, like, you know me and how I expose, you know, the real, like, of the situation is, do I go up to Paul Heyman and say, hey, can I use your uh, coin catchphrase, my name is, which every manager and they fucking brother with the exception of JT Davidson and a few other managers that are still left around? They do not use Paul Heyman's coin phrase. Actually, kind um, of like, <laughs> JT Davidson actually puts his own spin on it. It's technically not really stealing from Heyman. My thing is, dude, it's like this. You can't <clears throat> you can't do what Donovan did and then expect, you know, not to get social media backlash. Everyone's going to be talking about this. And speaking of NXT, I feel and I said this last night, NXT going one-on-one with AEW. I think that's going to be fairly interesting uh considering what all is going to go down, you know, as far as, like, Cody Rhodes and uh, Dustin Rhodes and Chris Jericho and Arn Anderson and Malenko. Yeah, I'm running the show. See, see, I think also, too, but NXT is ran by Triple H, who he actually understands the independent mind. But the people who are pretty much running AEW are all current wrestlers who doesn't care about how, like, they don't have to book themselves to win. Make sense? Well, I mean, yeah, it does make sense, but I see, I see where you're going with that opinion. I mean, look, I there's been article after article saying that Triple H is not going to stop himself, you know, from booking himself, but it, it get, again, Kevin up a good point you know, about Shane McMahon booking himself and also Hunter booking himself. Is it their choice? Mm-hmm. But how often 
that we see this all the time with WWE. They need to stop booking the familiars, and the familiars are like Shane, Hunter, Stephanie, and it just needs to stop in that direction. AEW, they already have a sense of what you know they want to accomplish, and Chris Jericho has stated before, no disrespect, but the reason why I left is because they didn't want to pick up what I did with Kevin Owens and start that feud. It would have been phenomenal if they would have went that direction instead of having Goldberg win the title and Lesnar win the championship and not show up for a year. Literally. But, uh, but I'll think too, but, but also, look at your cards for each show. I mean, but, but I guess supposedly what's happening now is that now that WWE is wanting to put NXT is still going to be on the same night as AEW. So every Wednesday night, you're going to have AEW versus NXT. I would still want to watch NXT, though, because at least NXT's product is unlike Maine. It's still fresh, and people can get a general idea, okay, this is who's feuding with whom, like Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano. They've feuded before and evolved. I get it. And for the crowd that hasn't seen that, my apologies, you're going to be seeing a lot more controversial shit. Um, NXT's picked up its intensity again because it was kind of lacking there for a little bit um, in the women's division. And Io Shirai, you know, the direction she's going with Candice LeRae, uh, I, I actually like So a question I have for you is, uh, is what do you think is going to happen? So, 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 so what do you think Regal's third fall is going to be? In that uh, um, that's two thousand three falls match. I don't know. It's kind of mixed signals. You know, it could go either way. But I think Adam Cole is definitely going to pull something dirty to retain the championship because I don't think they're going to play past the title again, unless that's the message Hunter wants to send. So I mean, yeah. we'll see. But also, see, look, I watch both brands. I watch AEW. I've ordered every AEW event since its inception. Also, with NXT, and WWE now knows, because you've had three, so think about this. AEW has had three straight successful shows. Three straight. Think of the main events of each and every one. The first one you had Omega and Jericho 2. Second show you had was you had a was you had Fighter Fest, we had Moxley and Janela. The next one you had Dustin and Cody versus the Bucks. And this time you're going to get Hangman Page and Chris Jericho for the AEW Championship. I think I mean, it might be Jericho that goes over. That's kind of obvious because it's a well-known name in professional wrestling. Um, Hangman Page has got talent, obviously, but I do not see him going over unless there's somebody that dies and that has to be Chris Jericho. Um, also, you know, I, I agree with what they're doing Moxley. You know, Moxley's a fucking genius. He's a brilliant mind. Um, you know, some people may agree, they may not agree. But, but I also think the thing he's too, better. Busting too. Got but, too. But why start your company with guys somebody's already established and have somebody who's brand new to walk in to your first episode on TNT as somebody who's never, ever, like, someone who, who has a feather cat by beating Chris Jericho at All Out in Chicago, Illinois. 
I mean, well, because because Jericho is good enough, he does not have to have a championship. Jericho is good enough that he doesn't have to have a championship. But you got to understand something: if you're building your company around somebody that is already established, as somebody that you know versus somebody that no one in their right mind, unless you were a pro wrestling fan that knows what Hangman Page is capable of. Ring of Honor, anybody, PWG, uh, a lot of stuff in Europe. Over- yeah, I mean, look, I know of Hangman Page, but I would much rather make a smart business decision if I were AEW to center it around Jericho because why? He could easily defend it and give great championship matches. And then, you know, if it's if it's done correctly, like how is it going to do correctly? I just want to see wrestling, folks. That's all I like to see. I don't want to see this bullshit of let's pass the title between the same two people, WWE. You know, they are guilty of doing that. And it's like sometimes it feels like it's the Undisputed show on NXT, but then you take a step back and realize if it were not for Undisputed, NXT would literally be on threads. They would be they would not be where they are today if it was not for Undisputed or Johnny Gargano or Matt Riddle or Mia Yim or Io There's a huge list of people that it could go on, but like AEW against NXT, it raises eyebrows like, why did you pick that day? Why? Because now you know we're going to subscribe or watch the Hulu replays, and they do base ratings off of this, folks. AEW and some business decisions. Like, why did Dustin and Cody Blade and had no fucking buildup whatsoever and they bladed against one another? Why? You're not so, in a title match, so we're doing this. So, 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 so let me explain the Cody and Dustin deal. And I know you're a wrestling fan as much as I am. But with Dustin and Cody, there is a buildup. It's Dusty Rose. That's the build-up. You don't need a full story to it. And if you watch the weigh-in heading into Double or Nothing, you saw on Dustin Rhodes' shirt is that says Dusty's favorite son. That's where all the story goes into. It's all about Dusty Rhodes. I saw the match, my friend. It's just I really feel that if you do certain things a little too soon with your company, and this is just my take on it, what's going to happen in three to five years when they build upon certain people and they get lucky and get a few signings from Ring of Honor? In my opinion, their tag team division, it's going to be interesting with the people they have in place. And I'm not taking away from AEW, because they do remind me a lot of the old ECW days and WCW days. However, folks... Without the Gorillas of Destiny, the Young Bucks, they kind of flail around. They can put tag teams together in AEW without a question. They got a 77 plus man roster. You know, they got a good thing that Karma, or not Karma, Awesome Kong, correction, is in the women's division. Their women's division to me is weak, best. Why? You have Tessa Blanchard. Whoop de fucking do. To me, they have Karma and Nathan. And Britt Baker. They have Britt Baker. Woo. A reject cast okay, off of so, NXT. So hold on. So Tessa's not part of AEW. Well, technically, I know she's not contracted, but dude, she's been in the ranks. She's been in on a so, few shows. So, so think about this, though. 
think about this though. You gotta think. Look on the WWE side of things. Most of the wrestlers have either came up through the performance system or on the indies. Now, the AEW side is current gen who's been on the indies busting their ass, like Britt Baker, Kylie Ray. At some point, I guarantee you, uh, uh, some girls that we see in the Kansas City or the New York area or the St. Louis area will end up there. Like, for example, unless you got Aja Kong, Awesome Kong, you got Japanese promotions, you got Mexico. They, but AEW also has these partnerships with these other promotions. WWE is just one empire. AEW is also, like, for example, at All Out, you're going to see the Young Bucks against the Lucha Bros in a ladder match in the AAA tag team titles. Think about I that, think bro. So. But, no, let me just tell think you, though. I'm just telling you, though. Like, for me, their division, and this is my take on it, who is a noticeable name or trademark other than Awesome Kong and Aja Kong? They got a Mexico, yes. My thing is, though, and I keep saying this, I like the fact that they're here because they bring about competition, and competition, I said earlier, brings out great products. My question to them is, why did they just do Wednesdays when they know fans will be watching both NXT later because they have a double dose of wrestling? So it's happy day for wrestling fans, literally. I mean, you can't... I'm not saying it's going to conflict with people's watching schedule because there's no fuck, there's no such fucking thing as, okay, well, okay, let's watch NXT one minute and then AEW the next because people have DVRs and they can record if they don't catch it, you know, if they have a night job. I'm curious to see how they're going to procure a lot of viewership. I want to actually do numbers because now that Jake is back on the show, he knows that I like to do statistical numbers. I'm going to run the ratings from one month to the next and see and compare and contrast Monday Night Raw, SmackDown also, Live, and NXT. Huh? But, but think about this, too. On Wednesday night, NXT is paid yeah. over, th- uh, over a weekend. AEW's will be live every single week, every Wednesday night. I wonder, though, I, I'm just curious. Do you think that NXT is going to be going live, or are they just still going to do the fucking tapings? Because it would be their choice, their prerogative. Hunter knows what he's doing. He's like, even if, it, even if it's taped, you know, we're still going to be focused and honed in on our shit. So, 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 so if you want my vast opinion, so my opinion, right now, the way WWE is talking, the NXT will be on FS1. Okay, it's going to be on FS1, but it's not going to be live every week. It's going to be the same tape stuff you see on the network right now. AEW will be live each and every week starting October 2nd. They will be in New York. They will be in Kansas City. They will be in St. Louis. They will be in Chicago. They'll be in pretty much pretty much where every, everywhere WWE runs. They'll be in the same building. Don't you think that, though, that's going to cause a lot of fights? between fans, and this is not, I mean, some people can remain peaceful like myself, but, like, I don't want to get into the whole mix of this is better because this product is great because, look, 
professional wrestling is professional wrestling to me, and it will always be professional wrestling. But in the same token, I'm not stupid because AEW brought about all this whole fucking thing about change and, you know, let's do, you know, let's give fans the purity of professional wrestling. Okay. I've been around this business just as long as some people have, all right? And I don't want to sit and say it, but I've seen companies come and go when they say the words, we're going to put them out of business. Gee, WCW, anyone? And yes, they are different circumstances and different management and different people in charge. And now there's social media and there's social media exposures. I just, I'm curious though, because if they're doing like uh, Ring of Honor did, you know, they had, uh, which I went to, by the way, uh, I got to steer clear of Hall of Fame after that whole Bret Hart incident. I was there, folks. It was a fun Hall of Fame, but I also, you know, dipped out to go see Ring of Honor's sold-out Madison Square Garden. I can tell you if Cody Rhodes is what the company fans are just drawn like moths to a flame. So, and, so, but also, but also, with AEW and WWE, you and I both know that wrestling will always be professional wrestling, no matter what it is, no matter if it's an independent promotion, no matter if it's a WWE promotion. Even though Raw has specifically gotten a little better the last couple of weeks, I got SmackDown to watch tonight. It's the first SmackDown I've watched in about a month. But also, you got to think though too. With AEW, there's less drama. There's less. These backstage segments, and there's more wrestling. Just like NXT, there's less backstage, there's less BS, there's more wrestling. But think too, NXT is one hour a week. So, and they're going to go on. So that first hour of AEW and NXT, that's going to be your their competition point because. Uh, NXT is not on for a second hour. And the only time you get NXT live is during takeover. Yeah. I mean, that's fine. Like I said, wrestling to me is like the same. It's the same shit, though. If you look at AEW's package, the way they promoted their debut on TNT, I feel like wow, it looks like the same fucking filters that WWE uses, except for the only difference is they have familiar faces like Sean Spears, who used to be Ty Dillinger, uh, John Moxley, who used to be Dean Ambrose. And look, you, the thing that I look for in professional wrestling is consistency. I don't see you know, certain things AEW doing, lasting them long as a company, and they'll say, that's fine. We'll just move on and create a new entity, create a new, bigger and badder thing. That's professional wrestling, but you couldn't expect WWE to run solo on its hind legs the way that they are going, folks. They are losing fans. They literally were selling tickets on the street in Washington to get people to show up to Extreme Rules. That is pathetic. But in the same token, they have gotten better. And they, Michael Cole said it sold out in Toronto. I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. Um, 
SummerSlam in, in Toronto is kind of a weird spot to have a SummerSlam because it's never really summer in Toronto. But also, what think about this. What's the most match you're looking forward to the most at SummerSlam? If you don't um, mind me asking. The, vote, the match you're looking well, forward okay. to the most. Okay, not Bray Wyatt and Balor, obviously, but... I am looking forward to, let's see, Ricochet versus AJ Styles because you know they're going to give us a good match. Um, I wish that Shinsuke Nakamura would quit being on the fucking kickoff show. That's kind of a joke. Um, I'm not trying to down WWE entirely, but their card, Becky versus Natalia, we obviously know Natty's going to win and then probably drop it two or three months later. Because she know, folks, Natty held it for, what, a month? And then she dropped it to Alexa. So, I I don't know, honestly, what match I'd be looking forward to. Okay, Seth versus Lesnar. We all know that Lesnar's going to retain because you like fucking with us mentally sometimes. And you, as in creative genius of stringing, stringing fans along. Okay, there's a difference between stringing us along and pissing us off. You do realize, and I keep mentioning this number, from June to July, folks, WWE has dropped viewership by half. They were at 16,406,129. Now they're at 8,106,211. You think I'm fucking playing with numbers, folks. You keep doing this, AEW is going to be laughing their way to the bank, and that's seldom said. All right? And then it's just and, and then it's just <laughs> thing too. See, 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 I'm, see, I'm only asking you this. It's like, okay, and then so that's the one match we're looking forward to this weekend. It's AJ and Ricochet, right? Say, okay, now what's the one match you're wanting to watch at NXT Takeover? Gargano versus Cole, because you know that's going to be the fucking marquee of the whole entire fucking night. Because you know the tag team championship matches don't mean shit. You know that they're trying to fork the gold on fucking Undisputed again. Unless they want to change direction and keep it on, uh, you know, Velveteen. That's fine. But, you know, giving it to Roderick Strong kind of makes sense because there has to be a resolution. So there has to be Pete Dunne does some move or whatever. Then Roderick Strong, I'm just hypothetically thinking this in my head how this goes. NXT is not predictable, but I'm predicting in my head that Roderick Strong is going to win. The Street Profits may or may not retain their tag team championships against uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. Yeah, you got to give credit to Orny Lorcan and Danny Burch. They walked into a Chicago takeover getting booed because of the trendsetters known as Undisputed, who remind me so much of the Click, the Four Horsemen, NWO, <clears throat> and it's at a smidge of Degeneration X. So, yeah, so I, no. Now, see, this is SummerSlam weekend. Now, as yeah. you look for SummerSlam weekend, there's also a Ring of Honor pay per view happening at the same time. Guess what match I would be looking forward to at that moment? I'm guessing Ring of Honor. I'd be looking forward to GOD versus the Briscoes, in a ladder war for the Ring of Honor World Tag Team titles. Now, with AEW, they're also doing a ladder match, but they're going to have the Lucha Bros versus, uh, <laughs> versus the Bucks. 
until the end of August. So, what match will... So, out of Ring of Honor, NXT, and SummerSlam, which show what I watch the most out of all three of those? I think you're probably going to go Ring of Honor and a touch of NXT because knowing you, you're probably going to blend together the two because if it's all in one weekend, folks, it's kind of hard for my co-host to watch one. But if I know him, it's probably going to center towards Ring of Honor mainly, and he'll watch NXT later. So, because the network is nonstop. You can watch it any time, any day of the week, day, night, whatever. It's a network. Okay? But But the reason why I don't watch the main roster pay-per-views is because NXT, since they started doing takeovers on major pay-per-view weekends, Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, uh, Survivor Series, and SummerSlam, NXT has blown them out of the water every single time. There's only one match anybody wants to watch on the main roster, and that's AJ and Ricochet. Because you know that that match is the one that's going to really is like a clinic. NXT, you have a plethora of matches to watch. When you know the cards will be stacked from top to bottom and will not have a bad match at all. And Ring of Honor, has current day stars with different guys and different matches. And they all also have a stat card top to the bottom. Look, NXT's always sold out. Do you notice that, folks? Do you notice that? The only place that they really couldn't sell out was Houston, Texas, which amazes me because that was War Games. And I was there for the very first War Games in Houston. Um, I can tell you right now... My biggest beef, <clears throat> people, they would rather fill out an arena, and they know they're going to be mad, so they get mad at the end result. So why do you keep watching then? So then they say they're going to cancel their subscription, then they change their mind and buy it back because the product is getting better again. You folks do realize the WWE is like a roller coaster. And I've said this multitudes of times on the fucking show. It's a roller coaster that goes up and down. You just have to get on and put your fucking seatbelt on for the ride. Because if you don't, I'm going to tell you right now, if you're strictly a WWE fan, you need to expand your horizon. And I don't mean just AEW, Ring of Honor, New Japan, PWG, ICW. The list goes on and on, folks. Impact. Let me recommend something to you, fans. As a guy who loves the Indies, and you know I love the Indies, Brad. You know I do. Here's things you can go get. The WWE Live Network. You can go get the the Honor Club from Ring of Honor. You can go get independentwrestling.tv right now. For 20 days, you can get for free just by putting in STL Anarchy. Or or CZW, or, or Junior Pro KC. Uh, there's there's ICW On Demand, which soon WWE Network's going to have ICW on their network, so is Evolve. And also, go to Smart Mark Video. You can watch anything from CZW, Chikara, all that kind of stuff. And if you're still a WWE fan, 
that's cool. You are a WWE fan. But expand your horizons because there's something more out there for you. Because WWE is, yeah, of course, WWE is the big monster that it is. But there's many different promotions that are probably in your area you've never seen before that will give you 95% of the time a better show than what WWE has put on the last month. And I 100% can guarantee it. And, you know, folks, here's the thing. If you don't watch wrestling, period, you you know, it's fine. You say, I used to watch it, I used to watch it. Uh, yeah, well, about that. The reason why I titled the show the way I did is because we do need a literal GPS of what creative direction WWE is going. We're not going to psychoanalyze this shit. But uh, here's what I'm going to tell you. Just watch it. Enjoy it. Cheer for whomever you want to cheer for, and that's professional wrestling. And also, keep an open mind. Don't just be one-sided with your opinions, please, because that gets on my everlasting fucking nerve. And also, folks, before I go, I keep changing the direction of this show. Granny Hulkster will be popping in from time to time, not always. Um, I will be on the Attitude Era live show on August 19th. Be sure to tune in at 9.15 Central Standard Time. Icon, Big Swing, and Granny Hulkster will be hosting myself as their guest. So tune in to that, please. Also, welcome back. You know, times might be changing for Wrestle Radio Network on Tuesdays, depending on the time. All right. So if you didn't like what good old Brian Rails has to say, that I got three choice words for you. Forget about it. And partner, I will uh I will see you latest. Later. Later. Thanks for coming on, man. Have a good day, night, whatever folks. Right. Eat your dinner. Drink your milk, you know. Eat your breakfast platters. <laughs> Dig it. Be like Hulk Hogan. Look in my eyes. What do you see? The The cultural personality. The cultural personality.